Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. Uh, before we get into the podcast today, just a reminder that coming up this coming Tuesday, the 8th of September, we have the Almonte Industries Virtual Investor Seminar where there will be in-depth discussion of their tungsten um, projects. It's one of the biggest projects outside of China. China has a very uh, strong control over this market, and they're currently developing one um, which is set to provide significant supply to the global market. So that's going to be a very interesting uh, seminar. So do check that out this uh, this coming Tuesday. You'll be able to register on the UK Investor Magazine uh, website and also in the notes to this podcast, there'll be a link to sign up to that. So for today's podcast, we're very kindly joined once more by Alan Green. Alan, thank you very much for being with us today. Hi, Jonathan. Good to be back. So Alan, there's uh, there's a few resource stocks that we're going to discuss. But before we do that, let's just get some context of where we are at this point in time in terms of the global commodity markets. I think today we're going to focus very much on industrial metals um, through the companies that we that we touch on. But uh, just looking at where we currently are in terms of the global market and um, some of the prices out there, of course, we're seeing um, copper near the highest uh, levels for the year, um, trading around uh, $6,700 a ton. We've got iron ore up at around $120 a ton. And that's a very much the result of a, of a steady increase in prices in these metals so far this year. And yesterday, we got a installment of data from China from their PMIs, which, which showed that they are expanding uh, at the fastest rates for um, or nearly a decade or so, with the PM, PMI rating, rating there of 53.1. Anything in excess of 50 shows an expansion within that industry. Now, first of all, Alan, looking at these prices, how much do you think that the market has fully priced in any recovery from coronavirus? And any further data that we see will just merely sort of prop up the, the price from here. Or do you see these prices actually pushing through the levels that we're at and, and really take them back, back up to levels that we saw some years ago and certainly the highest prices that we've seen this year, even before the coronavirus uh, pandemic? It's a very good question, Jonathan. I, I think you've got to um, look at, as we know, the, the, the indices trade um, six to nine months ahead. So we're looking now at, you know, lo- logically what could be happening next summer. And of course, the, the headlines are beset with uh, job cuts, the retailers and um, and uh, leisure, leisure stocks uh, um, struggling to survive, um, job cuts, um, furlough schemes, obviously operating still with many of those companies, you know, and a potential hit for the commercial uh, sector as well. But the big, um, aside from the obvious COVID stocks, the big beneficiary beneficiaries from um, from from the, from this market does seem to be the um, the, the commodities. And uh, as you you've already pointed out, the 
the sort of the, the rocketing price, uh, copper price. Iron ore prices holding steady at $120 per tonne um, and seemingly pushing higher still. Um, and of course, precious metals. We've gold punched through $2,000 a troy ounce. Silver's up sort of $27, $28 a troy uh, an ounce. And um, these are all record prices on the back of um, the fact that these are tangible commodities which have a, a, a true value in in the marketplace. And of course, um, that's offset by, that's or supported rather by um, the devaluation in fiat currency as monetary policy and monetary intervention continues uh, around the world. And this is going to be sustained now. And indeed, um, comments uh, uh, from on the Kitka website, um, the, the uh, of course, the US government uh, stated it would have a very loose policy and would be prepared to accept higher inflation from here on in, all of which, of course, is is indicative of um, of a, a, a falling a currency that's that's effectively falling in value. So the US dollar continues to fall in value, which is only going to serve to uh, increase the value of um, of precious metals and, by default, really um, other other commodities. And that, of course, is fueling um, growth and. Uh, strength in the resources sector that's the the mining sector and also we're seeing a lot of in activity in junior miners and of course we're going to discuss a couple of of of, of, of those those um uh th those companies this morning but certainly certainly um i think um we're seeing probably a fairly accurate picture but if there is any improvement if china continues to um to to grow at this pace it's it's got this huge requirement for raw resources, which of course includes all of the commodities like copper, like iron ore, um, and uh, cobalt and, and, and other uh, other raw commodities. So um, it's that's the demand from China and also from other emerging economies once they get to grips with the COVID crisis um, is, I think, uh, going to largely offset any any. Um, any 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 crisis we, we we see in in the leisure sectors and although this will continue i i think we could see in the longer term a migration uh you know retraining from staff uh in one sector moving to another sector and so on so um yeah i i i don't see i i, I okay i'm going to sleep and i can't say i don't see too much more downside from this point on Okay, so I mean, if if we're looking at at, at China uh, here with, with this um, surge in activity, there's been quite a, a high level of buying up, particularly of iron ore, but we're starting to see inventories rise uh, over there. I mean, do you think when you're looking at the miners such as BHP Billiton, Rio Tinto, Glencore, Anglo American, that have had quite a quite a sharp rally from the lows yeah. is there a sort of level of volatility that should be expected to come from those companies going forward if we start to see some of these inventories that are building up not being uh, not being used and then we could see a potential price in uh, in well, dro a price, a drop in the price of, of iron ore in particular what's the sort of risk to to those companies and, and potentially the FTSE 100 there due to their, their large constituencies? Um, well, absolutely. Um, that's always a risk. And, and we've seen these events in the past where 
where uh, obviously uh, earlier on the year we saw the fall in the oil price and the impact that that had on the oil majors. Um, and it's inevitable there will be hiccups. This won't go up in a straight line, not 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 for one second. But the overall trend, I believe, over the year will be will be up. Um, and uh, and, and uh, as as we go forward, um, if there if there are hiccups or if there are if there's oversupply for a particular commodity then of course the, the price of that commodity will weaken for a period so um, that is that is inevitable I, I I I do believe though that that going forward we we are going to see a, a sustained demand the the um, certainly the um, if the US continues with with its loose monetary policy um, going forward and obviously we're, we're we're coming up to 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 the US elections as well um, then I, th- I think um, I think uh, uh, that will probably that will probably uh, support the market and uh, keep mar- keep the markets uh, in commodities buoyant for the foreseeable future. Because of course China China is is going to be the, the 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 major the major consumer of these commodities over the period and um, and, uh, and 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 uh, this. Certainly, this and the outlook for precious metals is supported by the uh, it, it is supported by the uh, the U.S. monetary policy uh, that they've set out uh, in the Fed meeting at the end of August. Of course. So, before we we move on to the two stocks that we're going to discuss today, in your view, Alan, would you prefer to be? You know, of course, it's always good to be diversified in your portfolio. But if you had to lean one way, would you be leaning more towards precious metals in this time, or would you be more leaning towards industrial uh, metals such as copper and iron ore? Um, I'd uh, well, I'd have a mixture, but I probably uh, certainly for the next twelve months, um, I would probably. Edge towards precious metals, um, particularly gold, because gold is just that safe haven in times of uncertainty and change. Gold has historically always been that safe haven, and I think there 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 are some tremendous uh, opportunities around there now. But you know, we're we're seeing new emerging industries. We're seeing the 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 the, the emergence of, of of the battery industry and uh, the gigafactories that are being built around the world to to supply and power the new the, the new EV industry and uh, there are components galore that will be required for those companies going forward and one of the companies I'll be discussing um, uh, uh, shortly is is involved in in that area but iron ore is the stable diet for emerging economies that's uh, uh, you need iron ore to um, to 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 provide the steel to 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 uh, fuel the smelters and um, and uh, produce steel for constructing cities, constructing roads, constructing bridges, and um, and everything else. So that's the that's the core component going forward for an emerging and growing economy. But I think while we have this period of uncertainty at the outset, I would edge towards precious metals. Fantastic. So let's let's move on to uh, the first company now. And I think probably if we look at cadence. Uh, Alan, now this is one that does have quite a diverse portfolio of assets. Uh, of course, in, in lithium, iron ore, um, it has a, a rare earth project as well. 
what's the the latest development that's happened here? This is one that we have discussed previously, but what's been uh, what's been happening there recently? Yeah, we we, uh, we have discussed previously, Jonathan, and and, uh, and and with good reason. I mean, Cadence have they're a mining investment company, and they have. Um, a, a group of key investments. The the flagship project amongst all this, and that's really the the newsworthy um, item today, is uh, the Amapa Iron Ore project. Um, Amapa is a region in north northeastern Brazil. Um, uh, there was an iron ore mine uh, in the region um, that uh, was valued by Anglo American by at some six hundred million dollars um, in two thousand twelve. There was a collapse at the port, and Anglo sold the the, the company, and effectively the, the 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 iron ore mine, the buildings, the infrastructure, the railway line to the port at Santana, which is the whole a wholly owned port. Um, that's all been in administration, and um, Cadence uh, recognised the opportunity, recognised what was happening uh, with iron ore, and. Um, put a proposal to the administrators to basically bring the mine out of administration and and recommission it, bring it back into production. And um, it, I mean, the numbers are are, are, are very impressive. Um, they they believe that once the mine's back in production in two thousand twenty two, it's going to be generating two hundred sixty six million dollars per annum. Um, of that, one hundred thirty six million will be um, EBITDA. So those are impressive numbers. Um, and to remind you that Cadence currently trades on a market cap of just 16 million. Now, what has just happened uh, today is that um, we've been through the the stages. There, are the the the, uh, the process has had to go through a number of phases in order to get to Cadence completing its first. It it, it has two and a half million dollars in escrow and it has been seeking an agreement with the secured bank creditors at Amapa. And today Cadence has announced that they have uh, they have an agreement in principle. Cadence, the Cadence board have agreed to this agreement in principle um, and uh, the, the um, and the ju- the judicial re- or the administrator responsible for the judicial recovery process has asked Cadence and the um, and, and the creditors to prepare prepare a final contract, um, uh, which everyone will sign off on. Um, the the there was an issue a few weeks ago where the creditors appealed to the higher court um, and uh, submit uh, and uh, and put an, an interim order to prevent a mapper from uh, progressing. Um, but uh, as part of the announcement today. Um, the uh, the investors and uh, Dev, the company that of course uh, is ninety nine nine percent owned by Cadence, um, has requested that the creditors and uh, Dev together submit a petition to the higher court to remove the appeal and interim order. Um, during that time, operations at Amapa will be and the shipping will be suspended uh, while the petitions filed and approved. But essentially, the agreement is now in place. Cadence will make the investment, and um, they will then own twenty percent of the Mapper Iron Ore project, um, with an option to increase the ownership up to forty-five percent. And I mean, by any standards, this dwarfs the the uh, the the value of this project dwarfs the the um, the uh, market capitalization of Cadence. And then you look at the other projects, which I have discussed before, but of course um, is. 
15% of um, uh, uh, European metals holdings, which is the Sinovec Lithium and Tim project, uh, um, which uh, European metals has a joint venture with uh, the utility group CEZ um, to develop uh, the mine. Um, CZ already have plans to build a gigafactory um, in the region close to the mine. Um, the company owns uh, uh, MacArthur Minerals, which has a, um, a takeoff agreement uh, at the Lake Giles Iron Ore project in Australia um, with Glencore. Um, that's worth some. That, that's worth uh, some four billion over ten years. Um, um, and along with this, it has a thirty percent stake in the Yangebana Rare Earths project in. Australia. Um, also owns 30% of um, two companies in at the Sonora Lithium Project in Mexico, as well as having a number of lithium projects in Australia. So you total those together. And um, I believe Cadence Metals is fundamentally undervalued. And I believe the news today on a mapper will trigger a sea change and a significant re-rating in the stock. So we, we've been on a quite a steady increase in cadence shares, just looking at the, the chart here this year. What do you think's sort of holding them back from really exploding higher? Now, I know that they have moved up significantly, but the, the numbers that we're discussing here for, for cadence are significantly more what the market cap is at the moment. Is this just a question of the market digesting the the updates that we're seeing from from cadence or, or, or is there any anything there that could be materially holding them back in terms of those sort of projects obviously we're looking at the legal side of things is that going to be something that could drag on for some years and, and really sort of hold back any significant revenues coming from these projects I don't believe so. I think this process will take a matter of weeks. But that, um, that, you make a very good point there, Jonathan. And I think the the reason for it is that um, it, it's such a, a protracted and convoluted process uh, bringing this mine back into life. But um, the the local administration, the local uh, council um, uh, in the Amapa region is very keen to see the mine back up and running um, on a number of levels, simply because it, a map is quite a there's quite a lot of poverty in the region this will bring lots of employment back into the region it'll bring educational benefits health benefits the 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 railway that runs from the mine to the port um will also become a commercial railway as well so so the locals will be able to use it for travel so that there are there are so many so many aspects to this um and the i know the the uh, the judiciary and uh, the the Amapa the uh, the the, the uh, uh, Amapa council have been very keen to, to see this up and running. So I believe this is just a formality. But um, Cadence has had to go through this process of getting permission to run the railway, getting permission to bring the mine back out, getting permission to ship the iron ore tailings at the uh, at the port. And of course, there are there, there are there's there's a there are many million uh, millions of dollars worth of iron ore to be shipped and um let's not forget that the iron ore that was shipped previously um was of good quality and was bought in china um europe and all over the world so we expect to see 
um, the iron ore going straight back to those markets. And clearly, um, that will provide um, the majority of the funding to recommission the mine. So it's uh, on so many levels, um, there are many, many, many people want to see this come back to life, but it's had to go through this convoluted process. Um, and indeed, the announcement today is so significant because it finally means there is an agreement in place and we just have to get the get the final legal hurdles overcome, um, get the uh, petition withdrawn from the higher court, and then the money's paid to the creditors um, and Cadence owns 20% of the Amaprion or project. Fantastic. So I'm sure there's going to be further updates from this one, Alan, and uh, we will touch on on that again, no doubt. So we're moving on now to a company that is slightly different in terms of its makeup as it doesn't have a broad portfolio of different metals that it's, it's working on. It's very much focused on graphite, but where um, the interest in this comes from is the explosion or potential explosion in demand that we're going to see for this from the electric car market going through to 2025. Um, and that's Blencow, um, one that we have again touched on before, but um, very interesting updates that we've seen. So what's the most recent of those, Alan? Okay, Jonathan, so so you're right. I mean, Blencow Resources um, own, they, they completed a fundraise, a uh, 2 million fundraise uh, early this year in April. Um, at 6P and completed the reverse takeover of Consolidated African Resources. And as a result, 100% owns the Orem Cross uh, Graphite project in uh, in Uganda. Um, it's a huge project. It's uh, some estimated 3 billion tonnes, 75% of which was ex- is expected to be jumbo graphite flake, which sells for up to $1,400 per tonne. China is, of course, a net importer of jumbo flake too, which is... Uh, which is a key factor, but critical to this is the is the graphite is one of the key constituents for um, lithium ion batteries, and um, it's used in the anode um, in in the lithium ion batteries. And of course, you know we've just discussed gigafactories and and um, and uh, and uh, the electric vehicle industry. This is a, a core component for that. So um, there's Cadence set out um, a, a plan of action. Sorry, a blank out resources set out a plan of action at the start of the year um, uh, um, when it came back to market in regard to um, the the milestones it's ex- expected to achieve, um, and it's undertaken a detailed uh, drilling program, um, and indeed uh, has discovered in the process a number of high grade zones. One was less than two hundred and fifty meters from the camp. Um, during August, they've made uh, a number of steps forward. Um, the company announced it had completed a 69-hole, um, two, nearly 2,000-meter 2, diamond drilling program uh, for the Maiden Jolt resource and had engaged SGS Lakefield in Canada and also sent samples both to Canada and also SGS's um, uh, laboratory in, in Tanzania to complete the assays and metallurgical work. Um, the, the aims from this uh, are to confirm a uh, total graphite content of 95 to 97%, um, uh, to confirm that the, the process of liberating the graphite or, or, or liberating the graphite from, from, the, uh, from the, um, the, the source sample and, and from the, 
the content that will be excavated, if you like, uh, will maintain majority jumbo flake within the concentrate. Um, also, the the process uh, the, the, they will uh, a process flow diagram will be put together. In other words, um, once the once the product is mined, how it will be processed, um, and also how the bulk concentrate uh, will be delivered. Um, um, and, and once once uh, once Blenkow has that information, it will then commence take off talks and take off agreements with. Uh, with key partners and all that is going to happen before the end of the year subject to uh, covid and that's that's on, that's uh, for a company that um, really the share price has moved up a bit after the it came back to market but um, we're currently trading on a market cap of just five and a half million for um, for this huge three billion tons estimated um, estimated a uh, 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 project scope so um the blenkow has has really progressed um um the 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 ugandan government of course uh uganda is a very benign um uh, administration um it's an english-speaking country which of course does help the process in in progressing agreements with the government um and uh, blenkow has said that the ugandan government has remained very supportive of the uh of the of the uh, the uh, the Orem Cross Graphite project, um, in regard to the wider picture as well, there there have been a number of mine closures around the world, and um, it is estimated that um, in 2021-22, um, graphite may be in short supply, which uh, could even produce a price squeeze. So, um, given that uh, the the graphite is in comparison to other mines very easy to extract from the ground. Um, I think uh, the next few months could prove very exciting for Blancow Resources. And I, I also do think that at this juncture, the company is fundamentally undervalued and is likely to see uh, significant uh, revaluation um, probably uh, before the end of the end of 2020. So j- just as a, you know, a, a rough idea, what, what could we be sort of looking at uh, in terms of share price for, for Blenka? They're obviously trading around five and a half pence at the moment. They did try trade as high as 9p earlier on this year. Obviously, a significant drop there. I mean, would the first target be, of course, to get back up to those highs? And, and what, what do you think would be the catalyst to see that move back up there? Well, um, that, that's a very good point. That there are peer group comparisons um, that were provided by a, a broker earlier this year, and uh, of course, the, the the group comparisons or the the valuations are based on the progress that uh, has been made by the the respective companies um, in in developing graphite. Um, but um, there, there was a a, a a target of eighteen pence put out by Line Research earlier this year. Um, in, in comparison to peer groups, you've got sovereign metals with a market cap of 25 million, an ASX listed company. They're considered to be about um, a year and a half ahead of where Blencow are right now. Walkabout Resources, also ASX listed, some three years ahead in developing their graphite resource. They have a market cap of 45 million. And then you've got ASX listed Syra Resources, which has the capacity to produce some. 350,000 tons of graphite per annum has a market capitalization of 137 million. So, um, so I, I think uh, once the jolt resource is um, 
is established once they've got a solid joint number, once they've got takeoff agreements in place, then there's every reason to expect uh, that we could see um, up to a five-fold increase in the share price in the not-too-distant future. Fantastic. Very interesting. I'm sure one that we'll, uh, we'll be touching on again, given the uh, potential growth in the, uh, in, in the end industry there in the electric car market there, Alan. So just as a recap there, um, stocks that we discussed today, um, Blencow Resources, ticker BRES, and of course, Cadence Minerals that trades under the ticker of KDNC. Alan, thank you very much for joining the podcast today. Thank you, Jonathan. Good to be here. So just as, just as a reminder, um, we have the virtual uh, investor presentation from Almonte Industries, the tungsten miner, coming up on Tuesday. Do check out the notes and the UK Investor Magazine website for a link through to the registration page. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed listening to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Please do share the podcast and we really value any reviews and comments you leave us in your chosen podcast player. The views presented by the hosts and guests of the UK Investor Magazine podcast are in no way investment advice. And please remember all investment involves risk.